You're listening to the Daily Audible's weekly fantasy football podcast. Everything you need to know to build winning lineups for this week's games in 30 minutes or less. Now, here's your host and fantasy maestro, Chris Lawless. Week 10 is here. Welcome to the Daily Audible podcast for the DFS slates for Week 10 on FanDuel and DraftKings. Before we get started, I need to mention that this podcast is brought to you by the Draft app. Draft is the only app that you can compete in week-long snake and auction-style drafts, just like your season-long league. They take minutes to complete. Don't have to set a lineup. Just pick your team, set it, forget it. Um, easy to win, smaller contests, uh, better odds, less rake, uh, thousands of reasons to try draft. Um, they're the number one rated app in the app store. And this week you can play for free. If you use the promo code audible, when you sign up and make a $5 deposit, that's a promo code audible. They'll give you a free entry into a week 10 draft. Um, okay. So week 10, um, our lineup. Our lineup article hit the website, I believe, on Wednesday this week. Um, I started the article with a little bit of a rant on contest selection. Um, a friend of mine that uh, plays soccer with my son actually reads the website, listens to the podcast, um, plays you know a decent amount of volume. Um, I mean, not not a ton, you know, maybe around a hundred dollars a week at the most, I would guess. Um, but said he had a rough week last week and, um, used a lot of the same players we used. And, and, you know, I, I think our average lineup was 175, 180 points, somewhere in there, uh, had a couple over 200. Um, so the fact that he lost money with, you know, those sorts of lineups was a little bit surprising. Um, so I asked him about his contest selection. He said that, you know, he entered, uh, two lineups into millionaire makers and then kind of had another 40, 50 bucks in play with, um, the smaller GPPs and then a, a, a little bit of cash money. Um, it's just, it's really hard to win money when you, when you're putting the, majority of your bankroll each week into GPPs. I kind of broke it down in the article that, um, you know, that, so that, so 175, 180 was, was top 5% for most GPPs last week. Um, the issue is, is, you know, top 5% means that you're basically winning trip, you're tripling up in the GPPs. You know, the, the money is at the very top of it. It's, 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 it's a lot like a lottery, ticket where, you know, you're hoping you win it all. And if you don't, then, you know, best case scenario, you're, you know, you're doubling up or tripling up. Um, but if you look at that, you know, you have to finish in the top 5% to triple up your, your, your entry fee versus, you know, a triple up contest where the top 30% triples their entry fee. Um, it's just a lot. And those generally have lower cash lines anyways. Um, you know, they're, you can find them mostly single entry. You can find a lot of single entry. I mean, um, they're easier to win. The odds are better. The rake is lower. Um, that's where you should be playing 95% of your bankroll every week. Um, you'll have a lot more success. You won't be depositing anymore. Hopefully, um, if you're, if you're competitive in GPPs, you should consistently win, um, using similar lineups in cash games. So, short rant about that. Um, you know, but, but 
if you want to sustain success, if you want to, you know, make a couple withdrawals per season, then, you know, you have to have the majority of a bankroll in, in cash games. And I think if, if you're struggling right now, you'll find that um, just making that little switch will kind of turn the corner for you. Okay, so week 10, um, just going to buzz through, I guess, position by position real quick and give some thoughts. And um, it's top heavy. There's a let me pull up the implied totals right now. So you've got um, one, two, three, four, nine teams with a with a um, implied total over twenty six. Uh, four teams over thirty. It's top heavy. Um, there's a couple of games you can write off um, altogether. Uh, obviously, Buffalo in the Jets. Um, I don't think Washington Tampa Bay is going to be um, what the Tampa Bay games have been lately. Where I, th- I think. Um, Tampa Bay is covering the in Tampa Bay games. This total is being covered by an average of like 11 and a half points. So we're talking about mid 50 totals and they're blowing it out of the water. They're, they're hitting mid sixties every week. Um, I don't think that's going to be, be the case this week um, because Washington's got so many injuries on offense. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball quite as well. And as a result, I think they, try and run it on Tampa Bay and I think they'll be able to run it somewhat, but you know, you're just basically going to have Washington bleeding the clock and then they've got a, you know, certainly better than average defense on the other side of the ball. Um, so that's not one we're, we're super high on. Um, if we move over uh, to the quarterback position, a couple names at the top that we're not that high on um, Mahomes isn't worth paying up against Arizona. Obviously it's a good matchup uh, on paper for the chiefs offense, but I think it, it's much more favorable for Kareem hunt in the run game. Um, not that Kareem hunt's been kind of a volume or, or high upside guy on the ground, but I think he's the play here uh, more so than Mahomes. Um, Arizona is actually the number two defense in the league versus quarterbacks right now. So um, same thing with Aaron Rodgers. I think, you know, as scary as it is to say it, especially after his fumble last week, I think this might be an Aaron Jones week against Miami, who's giving up a 120 plus, maybe even 130 yards per game on the ground right now. Um, same thing, Drew Brees. Um, I think Sean Payton's going to try and lean on the run game here. There's no reason to try and get into a, a shootout with Cincinnati on the road, um, especially with AJ Green out. Um, with you know, New Orleans has the better defense out of these two teams. Especially, I mean, they can completely shut down the run um, and force Andy Dalton to throw the ball to to John Ross, which is it's not pretty. So, look for New Orleans to you know focus on shutting down Joe Mixon, which I think they can do, and uh, to lean on their running game this week. Um, Got a, we've gotten a few questions about Dez as well. Um, we'll talk about him, I guess, in the wide receiver segment, but um, I, we don't have high expectations for him. Um, so Atlanta and Cleveland, I suppose there will be some guys on Matt Ryan, given he's you know averaging well over, I mean, almost 5x his current salary. Um, we do like Matt Ryan this week. Uh, good matchup overall for the Falcons offense. Um, I don't think Cleveland is going to dominate ball control here. I think they'll try, but I don't think they will. Um, Baker should be able to move the ball a little bit, but it should be another solid week for Matt Ryan. Um, We're kind of getting into the range now where um, we've got some of the guys. So um, Goff at home is a lock this season. He's averaging over 30 DraftKings points per game at home. Um, 
But that being said, I, I, the Rams are struggling to stop the run, and Seattle is the best run offense in, in football. So the game flow could kind of get away from him there. Um, and I don't think that he's, you know, I think Forex is pushing it for him in this matchup, even though it's at home. Um, I think it's more of like a, you know, a 21, 20, you know, he'll be good. The Rams will win, but he's not going to, you know, it's not going to be one of those huge 5X, 6X uh, games that he's had this season already. Um, Brady was a guy that made our article. Actually, the next two quarterbacks made our article, Brady and Rivers. Um, week before a bye, uh, most of you betters out there probably know just how good New England is the week before a bye. They're 9-0 and over the last nine. They're 8-1 and against the spread. They're averaging 42 points a game. The week before a bye, they just kind of lock in, go out on a super high note, take the week off, get healthy, come back, and, and obviously dominate the second half of their season. Um and this Tennessee defense isn't what it looks like on paper. You know, they've got the red number next to their to their to the matchup here for Brady, um, which will scare some people off. And the fact that he's you know he doesn't have that four uh, x average that some of the guys in the slate do have, um, but they've given up big points to every good quarterback they've faced. The, the, you know, the schedule for Tennessee is kind of pathetic. Um, and it's allowed them to look a lot better in the secondary than they have. And I mean, if you look at the names in the secondary, uh, Adoree Jackson and um, Malcolm Butler and Logan uh, Ryan, um, good names. You'd think they'd be good. The paper, they look good. But when they face a good quarterback, they give up 300 plus yards and two touchdowns every single time. And again, this is just a good spot for New England in general. You know, they're going to want to pick up a win here. Um before the bye, and I think that they're going to put up, they're going to hang a big number on Tennessee, who's you know had a nice win on Monday night. The offense looked better, um, but short week, New England, it's it's a recipe for disaster. And then Philip Rivers, uh, obviously in Oakland, you know you can run through any number of stats. Uh, it looked like the Bucks were going to run away with uh, the worst secondary in football, but Oakland is chasing them from behind right now. Um, 114 QB rating, 19 touchdowns, four interceptions, only seven sacks on the season. Um, all sorts of issues on both sides of the ball. Um, Rivers hasn't had a ton of volume lately, not the volume that we're used to seeing him have. Um, obviously, that's by design, but um, he started the season off with 50 attempts versus Kansas City. And it's kind of just tapered back from there to where he's only averaging, you know, maybe 25 attempts a game right now over the past month. Um, but I think he only needs 25 attempts against the secondary to reach value. Um, Tyrell Williams is hitting big plays. Mike Williams is hitting big plays. Keenan Allen's starting to round into shape, and the backs are really good. Um, so they haven't they haven't really needed a ton of production from the tight end this season. Um, and I mean, if you look at his game log, he's averaging just under 20 points per game on about 17 completions a game over the past month. So Rivers has been extremely efficient. Um, Good spot for him here. Going to Oakland, uh, he's a guy that we'll have shares of for sure this week. Um, we kind of mentioned the Washington-Tampa Bay game. Not not high hopes for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's been good every week he started, but um, the Washington secondary and defense in general is good, and the offense is going to be you know basically trying to bleed the clock. Uh, they're they're banged up. They're on the road. They're I mean it's it's that's going to be the game script. So if, if the game moves that way, it could be kind of a mediocre day for Fitzpatrick at home. And at 6,000, you know, you can't, you can't have, you know, 
14, 15 points and have it be okay. He's got to get into the, into the mid twenties. Um, cause you want to get four X out of your quarterback on DraftKings. So, um, Andy Dalton, I'm not sure that he will be popular with all the injuries or, I mean, I guess with AJ green injury, um, he probably should be. I don't think Mixon's going to have a ton of success. Uh, so Dalton could could be in a high volume spot here again this week. And you know when he he hits the mid thirties, forties for attempts, he's you know he's over twenty uh, every week this season. So he could be a you know he should be over twenty this week. So he's he's certainly in play. Um, not one of my more. Uh, I don't feel great about him. Um, another guy that I've hear I've heard experts kind of. Um, touting this week is Trubisky. You know, he's got the, the Detroit corners are good. Uh, the run defense is terrible. Um, they'll have a matchup in the slot. They can abuse. They'll have a matchup with Trey Burton, um, that they should be able to abuse. I mean, Quandre Diggs will be on one of either the slot receiver, Taylor Gabriel or Trey Burton. Um, and the other guy is going to be wide open because that's just the way it is with Detroit right now. We, we highlighted in the article, um, their nickel corner tease Tabor, they only they were only able to keep him on the field for 14 snaps because he's just it, I mean they don't have a, they don't have an alternative really it was just as bad when he came out but he's giving up a perfect QB rating on the season he's on the field for 14 snaps uh there were four for four targeting him he also had two penalties he gave up a touchdown it's just bad so um there's but that's really the only matchup you know Allen Robinson isn't going to do much against Darius Slay um, I don't think, uh, the rookie Miller is going to do much against, uh, Nevin Lawson. So it's not as good of a matchup as you might think. He's going to have to be really productive on the ground. Um, I think Detroit's going to try and run the ball after what happened last week as bad as Stafford played as bad as the offensive line protected him. Um, so Detroit's trying to run the ball, um, and they don't have a ton of great matchups in the passing game. I think there's a chance that, uh, this game could actually it not play out to, you know, Trubisky hitting 4X, which, you know, he's averaging well over 4X, his current salary. So, um, all right, let's look at the running backs this week. I think you can pay up at running back. There's a, there's a bunch of volume at receiver um, because of injuries, because of matchups, things like that. There's volume at receiver. So if you want to pay up at, at running back, um, obviously people are going to be, I mean, you know, Gurley's averaging 3X is $9,400 salary. It's kind of nice just to lock that in. Um, his last game against Seattle, he had 33, um, points in Seattle. And, um, I mean, he was only averaging three and a half carries and he put up 33 points in Seattle. So I, I, I would think he's going to be right in that 30 point range again. He has been every week this season with the exception of last week, um, where he just didn't, um, you know, New Orleans is good against the run. He averaged five points a game or five yards a carry against them, but, um, he just wasn't as involved in the passing game in terms of yardage, and he only had the one touchdown. So that was kind of what held him back last week. But I think he gets back to 30 this week, so you can lock in 3X with him. Same thing, I think Gordon will be right in that 25-30 range, so he'll be a nice three, 3X play. Um, we kind of hinted that um, we think the Saints will lean on Kamara. Um, volume in this offense, I think it's still going to be um, Michael Thomas in that kind of 12-target a, a game range. Uh, Kamara should be in the eight target a game range. Um, and then I think uh, um, Traquan Smith is going to out snap Dez two to one, but I would guess that they're probably going to have similar targets. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see Dev Dez not be efficient and just not 
not be a part of this offense. They did the same thing with Adrian Peterson last season. He didn't fit the role. He didn't fit the system. So they didn't give him the ball. And obviously it, it, it turned into an issue, but um, I wouldn't be shocked to see Des not uh, have a huge role here. Um, Kareem Hunt was our made article. He's our top um, running back of this, of this upper echelon here. Um, I think he's a 30 point guy this week for sure. Um, and he also happens to be the the cheapest option of that top four. So um, we will have many shares, many, many, many shares of Kareem Hunt. He's um, hit 32 or better in three of his last four. Um, this is the best matchup of the four by far. You know, that the, the previous four, Cincinnati's defense is struggling. The run defense is struggling. Um, so that was a good matchup. But in general, um, this matchup is considerably better. I mean, he's got five receiving touchdowns in his last four games. Um, he hasn't hit a hundred yards rushing and he's averaging over 30 points a game over his, over his last four. So cream hunts pretty much a lock against Arizona this week. I would have him. Um, I would have him as your number one back uh, moving down. David Johnson made our article. Um, it was um, he, the, the, his numbers didn't reflect the upside that he has in the Brian Leftwich led article or offense here in Arizona. He was way more active in the past game. He didn't get the targets. I'm not, I'm not sure, you know, I'd have to rewatch the the game film to see why he ran, you know, 40 plus routes and um, um, he was targeted four times and he caught all four of them. Um, he's seven to seven targets. Uh, or yeah, he's caught a hundred percent of the passes over the last two weeks. He still has only th- 30 carries the last two weeks. You know, the, the 3.7 yards per carry was the highest he's had since week one. So overall, you know, a solid week for him. Um, San Francisco is not the best running back um, matchup. Uh, Kansas City is the best running back matchup in the league. They're dead last in DVOA against the run. They're 28th, I believe, in DVOA against running backs in the passing game. Um, by far the best running back matchup in the NFL right now is is Kansas City. Um, so get David Johnson in your lineups this week at 6,800 on DraftKings. Um, you know, Marlon Mack's questionable again. I think Fournette's going to have uh, his his workload monitored and kind of we will have shares of Fournette if he if he gets to this game healthy um, in the very near future. Um, just not this week against Indianapolis. Um, I don't think he's going to get a ton of volume. I think Yeldon and um, company will see some work there. Uh, Adrian Peterson's going to be healthy. Um, good matchup. We think he's going to see a ton of volume. Um, you know, I, the problem is is he's not going to catch the ball. Is you know three three receptions for sixteen yards last week was his best. I think. Um, it was tied for his highest volume on the season. So he's not going to get a ton of, of catches, um, but I think they do want to have him, you know, in that 25 carry range. I think that's got to, that's where he's got to be this week for, for them to go into Tampa Bay and, and win. Um, and if that's the case, I think he's probably going to end up in the 18 to 20 point range in a, in a fa- favorable matchup. So you can probably get th- squeeze three X out of him this week. Um, same thing with Nick Chubb. I think he's going to be right in that three X range. Um, you know, he's going to be 20, 25 carries, four yards of carry. So he'll be right around a hundred yards against Atlanta. Um, maybe catch a pass or two. So he's another guy that you, you can get three X out of. Um, not going to trust Sony Michelle, probably not going to trust James White either. Uh, Chris Thompson's officially out for Washington. So um, slight bump for um, both uh Adrian Peterson and um, whichever pass catchers are active for the Redskins in this game, because Thompson um, 
is a huge chunk of this passing offense, particularly with the offensive line beat up. Um, you know, they're going to want to get ball at Alex Smith's hands fast here. So um, we mentioned Aaron Jones earlier. He's uh, I think he's up to 60% snap count with uh, Ty Montgomery gone. Um, and then that number should keep trending up. He's clearly the best running back um, on the roster. He's got 181 yards and 26 carries over the past two weeks. Uh, you know, New England and LA there. So the offense needed to throw a little more than I think they really want to. Um, so good chance against this Miami defense that is very suspect on the ground, you know, 29th uh, running back matchup uh, in fantasy terms, uh, 130 rushing yards per game. Good chance that he gets in the, in the end zone uh, running the ball and should be active in the passing game too. Um, that should keep trending upward with, with Ty Montgomery out and that not being a strong suit of uh, Jamal Williams. So um, other running backs on the board, you know, Jordan Howard is typically a really good play against Detroit. He's just, they, they just are really struggling to get him going. You know, he's uh, over his career. He was a really good yard per carry guy, I guess, a different system, different scheme. Um, he is also a really good pass catcher. He's got one reception over the past five weeks or something like that. So that's no longer the case. He's just not being used that way. Um, he's being out snapped Tariq Cohen. Um, I think 60% to 40%, something like that. I'll pull that up now. Um, yeah. So it's been, uh, 58, 58 in week eight and last week was 55% to 51%. So, um, slightly out snapped by Cohen. Um, I, you know, 4,700, he's going to hit 3x value, in my opinion, in this game, just because Detroit's run defense is so bad. But it's hard to trust him because he has no role at all in the passing game right now. I would assume he's going to catch the ball against the Lions. Running backs, um, you know, that's that's you don't want to challenge the outside corners um, for the Lions. So, you know, Trubisky's going to – and Trubisky can't throw the ball down the field to begin with. So you're going to see a bunch of volume for Cohen – Gabriel and Howard in the short passing game up and Burton. Um, so I think all four of those guys are really in play uh, uh, in this game against the lions. Um, Karrion Johnson's banged up bad spot for him. Carson should be out, which is, you know um, why Mike Davis made our article this week. Seattle's the best run t- um, running team in the NFL. Uh, the Rams run defense is terrible right now. You know, they put all that money in defensive tackles and they can't stop the run because their linebackers are, I mean, quite frankly, that's what it is. The the Rams linebackers are terrible. Um, so Davis will be effective as a runner and pass catcher in this matchup. Um, I think that about sums it up for the week. You know, uh, Capri Bibbs is kind of a, if you're, if you're looking for a punt option, you know, Capri Bibbs is out there. Um, going to see a decent snap count this week. Uh, obviously you like the matchup with the Bucks. I uh, believe he, yep. So he's, he's hit three X or better in two of his last three. Um, so Capri Bibbs is certainly, if you're looking for a cheap option at running back, he would be the guy. Um, all right, let's move on to receiver um, receivers in the article this week, Mike Evans, Taylor Gabriel and Maurice Harris oh, and John Ross. So you got two guys there whose value is going to be significantly inflated with injury. Um, and one guy with Mike Evans where injury is kind of going to determine whether or not he's going to be in our lineup. Um, uh, we mentioned in the article, the Redskins are giving up 90 yards per game to opposing number one receivers. And Mike Evans is really due 
uh, for a breakout game after that one one catch game from last week. I think he had 10 targets and he caught one pass. Yeah, so he's due. His price plummeted. The matchup doesn't look great on paper, but for a number one receiver, it is the best matchup in the NFL right now. So I would have shares of Mike Evans if he's, if he's active, um, and I expect that he will be. It sounds like um, <clears throat> most of the Tampa Bay media expects him to be active. So... And then we don't really love uh, a ton of the guys at the top here. It's hard to, you know, I think Boyd is going to be extremely popular in a good matchup with A.J. Green out. You should see a ton of volume. Um, they don't really have a, a, a lot of options outside of that. It's 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 going to be surprising to um, see them target John Ross a bunch just because he was so bad the last game that he, he saw a bunch of targets in. Um, he, you know, he dropped passes, he dropped interceptions, he ran the wrong route, he quit on routes, he wasn't um, aggressive at the, at, at, you know, with his um, high pointing the ball. Um, and it resulted in one of Andy Dalton's worst statistical games of the season. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can trust him to target him in the passing game or if Laser can find ways to get him involved in the passing game. Um, but I think they have to because they don't have anyone else to throw the ball to. Um, and it is a favorable matchup, you know, Tampa um, uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans can't cover anyone on the, on the outside. 32nd ranked uh, defense against the pass in terms of fantasy production. Um, <clears throat> I think uh, Chargers receivers, uh, Keenan Allen and Tyrell Williams are both fine to stack with, with Phillip Rivers this week. Um, Oakland isn't, isn't good on the outside um, and they're trending in the wrong direction. They don't get any pressure. So, you know, Williams should have time to make big plays against a defense that um, gives up a bunch of them uh, on the year. Let's see. Oakland has given up uh, 35 passing plays over 20 yards and nine plays over 40 yards. I think the nine is the second worst in the NFL. Um, and then if you just look uh, overall at yards per attempt and yards per completion, they're dead last. So they're giving up a bunch of big plays, um, which means Tyrell Williams should have a nice week. Um, and he's kind of been on a roll as of late. So I would definitely have him on the radar this week. Um, of the Packers um, pass catchers, I think you really have to like Valdez Scantling. Um, again, this week, he's been productive every single week that he started. Um, and when Allison was starting, he was productive every week he was starting. So that kind of that number two receiver opposite uh, Devontae Adams has really been um, pretty consistent for the Packers Uh as a starter, I think Scantling is averaging right around 16 points per game. So that puts him at, um, you know, like 3.2 X his current salary. So he should be on your radar this week. Um, we mentioned Taylor Gabriel in the, in the article. Um, you just, you, whoever's in the slot for the, for the bears, whether it's um, Cohen, Gabriel or Burton is going to be s- extremely productive this week. Um, I think they're going to be the most productive bears um, in terms of fantasy. And I mean, this is really the first time we've highlighted Gabriel in an article since um, their matchup with uh, Miami and Tampa Bay. I think we had him in our, our article both of those weeks, and obviously combined, he was you know twelve catches for two hundred and fourteen yards and two touchdowns those two weeks, and I think he had another twenty yards rushing or something like that. So um, he can be productive when the matchup's right. He's a guy that um, Nagy loves to kind of um, use in a similar way that they used. Um, Cheetah in Kansas City where, you know, the matchup's bright, they're going to take shots to him. Um, and they're really efficient with those shots in terms of Gabriel. Uh, 
overall, uh, Trubisky can't throw the ball downfield at all, but he seems to be fine throwing it to Gabriel um, when he's wide open, at least, uh, which will be the case if Tease Tabor is on him this week. Um, moving down the price chart here, we've kind of we mentioned uh, Tyrell Williams. Let's kind of briefly talk the Washington pass catchers. So Crowder's been limited all week. It looks like he, I don't, I'm not going to say he probably will go. I think he's trending in the direction of playing this week. I still would lean towards, um, you know, I'm, 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 I'm hesitant. I think even if Crowder is active, I will have shares of Maurice Harris. Um, you know, it was the best game we've seen a Redskins receiver have all season. Um, he's a guy that their, their staff is high on, you know, 10 of 12 targets. You look at his catch rate overall, um, dating back, I guess, to week six, where he started to kind of get into the rotation. Um, he's, he's caught 18 of 20 targets. So 90% catch rate, um, great. I mean, he's making catches downfield. He's, he's, you know, he hasn't scored yet this season, but that being said, he's coming off a week where he hit six X, uh, value. So, um, against the Tampa Bay defense, um, that is obviously the worst secondary in the NFL right now. You have to like Maurice Harris. Um, if, if, uh, Crowder's out, I think Maurice Harris is a lock. I mean, you, you look at even like, uh, over the past two weeks with Paul Richardson playing, um, obviously Crowder is out, but with Richardson playing, Harris has averaged uh, like an 85% snap count still. So I think he's going to be on the field no matter what. I think he'll be um, targeted heavily no matter what. So I would have him in in your daily lineups this week. And then um, the last guy that made our article is John Ross. Uh, Again, you're just kind of playing, playing a matchup here. You're playing the fact that, um, New Orleans is another defense that gives up a bunch of big plays. Um, they're right there, I mean, third to last in terms of yard per completion, yard per attempt. Um, again, they've given up nine plays over 40 yards, just like the Raiders. So you got a top three matchup, and you got a guy in John Ross who should see 80% plus snap count in, and a bunch of targets in an offense that has been really good this season um, facing a pass defense is bad and a pass or in an offense on the other side of the ball that's going to score against their defense, which is struggling. So, Everything points to Ross being productive. I'm just, I'm just warning you to temper your expectations because he's not, he is not good. He's fast. He was really good for Washington. He looked good at the combine, um, but based off of the film that he's put up so far in his career, he's not good. Um, but you know, he may be due for a breakout. And he does have a three x game and a game log. Um, last time he was fully active. So, um, okay, so that's receivers, tight ends this week. Um, Gronk made the article for the first time this season. Uh, it's going to be really easy. You know, if he's in, he's in. If he's not, he's not. He's a one o'clock start. Um, I would have shares of him if if uh, if he is uh, active. You know, this uh, Tennessee defense isn't necessarily bad. I'm, again, they haven't played anybody. They haven't played. They've played three quarterbacks that are average all season they haven't played they've played one tight end and they let him catch i think 11 passes for 120 yards something like that um let's see what they give up to Ertz. uh they so 10 catches for 114 yards against zach Ertz, and that was the only tight end they faced all season so small sample size but i think gronk uh if he plays at 5600 i think he's a 3x uh tight end but again you know you can pay up there because there's value at receiver there's a little bit of value at running back um you know, we're not going to spend more than 6000 on a quarterback this week. So 
you can pay up at tight end if you want to take a shot on Gronk, who uh, we all know has that. Uh, you know, he hasn't done it this season, but I mean, he he kind of did it, I guess, week one, right? Uh, 120 yards and a touchdown against Houston, something like that. Um, I think he's. I think that you know he's got that in him still. I think that you know he, if he's healthy, if he's back, um, he could have a big week heading into the bye, take another week off, and then finish the season strong. Um, so he's, he's a guy that, you know, for the first time this season, we've got him in our, in our article here. Um, and then the other tight end that made our articles, Trey Burton, uh, we've kind of mentioned him, I guess, several times talking about this Lions defense. Um, Detroit's run defense is bad, but if, you know, if Jordan Howard has a hundred yards against them, it'll be the first time he's looked good this season. So I'm not banking on that. So I'm guessing it's going to be kind of those matchups in this, in the short passing game that, um, Nagy should be able to pick Detroit's defense apart with. So, you know, Burton, uh, a little bit of Gabriel and some treat Cohen. I think you can expect those guys to be extremely active in the passing game. Could be a big week for Burton who, um, is kind of on a roll here. Um, let's see. He's averaging three X on the season. Um, Looking at his game log, he had a bad game in there against the Jets. Uh, but outside of that, he's been, you know, just under 3x, 10x, 4x, 5x, uh, 3x, 4x. So safe play, solid play, great matchup. Um, I would definitely have shares of Brayton or uh, Burton this week. Um, if you're going for like value, value, um, it's rough. It, 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 it's rough. There's two guys that we we've kind of got circled here. Um, Ricky Seals Jones at 3000. He's another guy just like Peterson. He saw his role increase last week. Um, and obviously this is a matchup where if Kansas city gets out ahead, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what Arizona does, but I guess they, they could technically have to throw it a bunch against a pass, a pass defense that has been suspect at times, um, this season. Um, let's see. And then the um, kind of our minimum. So what you have this week, um, and the reason why this guy's even on our radar is you have, uh, I, don't, I forget what DraftKings is calling it. It's a promotion where if you pick the cheapest player to score the most points, which is probably going to be a $2,500 tight end, I would assume, because that's the cheapest you can get. Um, you get a free entry, something like that. So we've thrown um, our favorite $2,500 tight end this week, Michael Roberts uh, from the lions because you know, he just, he's been, he's actually been targeted in the red zone for them. Um, I think every game for a month or something like that, it hasn't, hasn't necessarily converted. Um, and he's actually been somewhat efficient with his targets. Um, uh, he, well, he wasn't last week. He caught one of four. Um, but, and then he wasn't, he only had one target against Seattle for a goose egg, but the two weeks prior to that, he scored three touchdowns in two weeks. Um, so, not a huge ceiling, not a huge, not a, a really smart GDP play, but if you're um, looking to take advantage of the, hold on, I'll pull it up so I can tell you what exactly this promotion is. Um, okay. And a good job of hiding exactly what it is. Okay, so it's the Outlaw King Fantasy Underdog promotion where you pick the minimum, <laughs> minimum or the cheapest player to score the most points. I think uh, Roberts has a good chance at being that this week. Okay, that is your week 10 prepper. We went a little over 30 minutes. Um, college football this week. 
uh, should be out here shortly. Um, probably not going to have a college football podcast, but, um, I think we're going to throw some bonus, uh, bets into that for those of you that are in New Jersey and take advantage of the DraftKings Sportsbook. Um, yep. Good luck this week. Um, college football, hopefully by noon today, go get them.